Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm hosting the show tonight with my good friends, Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hello. Hey there. And we are fortunate to have a guest with us tonight, Mr. John Comerford, who's running to be on the governor's council for our fair district. Uh, hello, John. And Hi, uh, Michael, how are you? Uh, yeah, I won't complain. Or as my dad would say, fair to Midland. <laughs> fair to Midland. <laughs> yeah. That's down Maina. Uh, well, he's an old Yankee. So, um, so anyway, uh, we do, uh, love to hear from our listeners, uh, and, uh, 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 got questions, comments, or responses to, uh, candidates being on the show and stuff like that. We'd love to hear from you. So, uh, there are a few ways to do that. Uh, you can go on to facebook.com slash civil politics radio and comment on our community there. Tweet at civil politics FM. Uh, on the Twitters, or uh, you can email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, civilpoliticsradio.com is, of course, also our website, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes, and all kinds of good stuff like that. So that's absolutely a place where you should go and spend all your spare time listening to me and uh, you know, other people. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I, I, you know, we've got an election coming up uh, in a little over a month. So uh, if you aren't registered to vote, please do register to vote. Uh, residents in Massachusetts, you've got until the 29th of October. Uh, if you're in other states, I'm not sure what it is, but uh, there's probably still time. Register to vote. Uh, and apply for an absentee ballot if you're still worried about, you know, catching coronavirus and and standing in long lines and so forth. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, our guest tonight is uh, John Comerford. He's a uh, veterans agent, uh, former state investigator handling welfare and Medicare fraud or Medicaid fraud, rather. Uh, he was one time chief of the Bureau of Special Inve- of Investig- sorry, chief of the Bureau of Special Investigations and uh, has served as a safety chief safety officer for Westboro State Hospital and various federal buildings around the state. So, uh, Mr. Comerford, uh, you're running to be the Republican nominee uh, uh, or sorry, not running to be the Republican. You are the Republican nominee running to be uh, on the governor's council for District 8, which is the basically the western third of Massachusetts. So we've got a few uh, questions uh, that Sue's uh, helped us uh, draft here uh, that I just sort of read off because I'm too lazy to do my own work here. So let's see. The first one is, um, are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Wait, oh, my no. God, Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, those are the questions for the Democrats. Sorry. <laughs> at, at, long last, at long last, sir, have you no decency? <laughs> no, I don't. Sorry. I'll come to oh, you. He's got your number, Mike. He's got your number. That's true. I, I have one up on you. I watched those when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't around in time to watch those. So you got Thanks. you do have me there. My earliest memories are Watergate. So, yeah. One last. Have you no decent? 
No. <laughs> no, yeah, one not does. really. That. No, that's not really his lane. But more seriously, <laughs> so uh, why do you want to be on the governor's council? Well, I'll tell you the uh, what happened uh, uh, quite a while back. I read in the newspaper of a judge in Newton, Mass, that had an individual in front of her for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know what the reason was. Uh, mm-hmm. An illegal alien. Um, and the court officer approached the judge and said, Your Honor, or words to that effect, uh, Your Honor, the, uh, the um, immigration people are in the hallway um, and they, they, want to, they want this man when, when this is done. And the judge kind of whispered to the court officer, uh, show him out the back door. Well, the minute she did that, and it's a woman judge, and I've never named her, it's not, not my style, uh, the minute she did that, she violated her oath of office. And the minute she did that, and I read about it in the paper, got my Irish up, and I said, uh, I, I said to my wife, I finished reading the article, and I said to my wife, I'm going to uh, run for a governor's council. There has to be a better way of selecting people who will hold true to their oath of office. To me, that's very, very important. When so- you take... Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say, so what part of her oath of office did she violate there? I will preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Uh, and she's a federal you judge or a state judge? State judge. State matter. judge. Well, the, it's, I don't know what the, the oath is. It's her oath of office. When I went in the military, when I went in the service, I took an oath of office. It, sure. Regardless. <laughs> no. But – uh, I, the the obvious pushback to that is uh, as the state judge is uh, a state official and immigration is a federal matter. So yeah, if she's she, not presented with a, if she's not presented with a valid federal warrant, she doesn't my, have my any whole, authority to hold the person. And that's actually a ruling from the uh, Supreme Judicial Court of the state of Massachusetts. I mean, that's just okay. that's state Michael, law. You know, the minute. <laughs> um, sir, what, Michael, what were you saying? I'm listening. OK. The minute she told the officer, the court officer, to let that person out the back door, she violated an oath. Okay, <clears throat> regardless of what the Supreme Judicial Court said, she interfered with the with the with the, uh, the proceedings of a federal agency. You can't do that. I, I can't get, if if somebody comes to uh, my neighborhood, FBI comes to across the street and to arrest somebody, I can't interfere with that. I can't say, hey, what are you doing? You know, come over here and you'll be protected. No, that's that's absolutely wrong, Michael. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And and that's what irritated me. You know, and you know, she may have violated she violated her oath of office. And as you say, the Supreme Judicial Court may have saw it differently. But the federal government uh, took her to task and brought the brought the case to the U.S. U.S. attorney. Uh, it's, it's since been sent back to the local uh, 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 hearings people um, to make a decision on the case with with Massachusetts. But she violated, no matter what you say, she violated her oath of office. And and any clear thinking person would agree with that. Uh, if I can interject. Yes. Um, so the the case I I can I'm totally okay with it. The case is uh with um uh a judge from Newton um judge uh Shelly Joseph. She was okay. uh in the uh 
she had a an a legal um immigrant in in her court on the drug char- charge he was charged mm-hmm. he was um he was basically uh said basically they said well you have a charge but um it's not bad enough for us to just hold you so leave and then come back there was an ice agent uh waiting for him <clears throat> she turned she leaned over to her court officer and told him to sh- to show him at the back she actually turned off the recording yeah. uh for for to do that one that is definitely illegal two exactly um she we are state officials in massachusetts are not allowed to to um to uh help um immigration officers or federal federal uh officers in in trying to get illegal aliens completely not mm-hmm. not at all what what her job is supposed to be um yeah. however when she did that she was charged with obstruction because she actively put him out the back she she interfered with with their operation with their right. what they were to do that's, and that is why she was charged uh the yeah. the case has been uh the federal case has been dropped and it's yeah. now referred back to the state agency that investigates allegations of misconduct by members of the bench so the exactly. state the state oversight committee is going to um is going to look into this but the federal charge has been has been dropped that is the story i, I know that um that's, that's, right. Well, I just want to let everybody else know what what's uh, going sure. on uh, because this is a very. I mean, it happened in 2018. Yeah, um, I remember that, that 2019, case. and it it is kind of a uh, like a very local thing. So, um, yeah, she 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 got in trouble. Um, <laughs> she uh, and there there were some things that were hinky about about her um, actions. No matter what you. Th- no matter what we think about how uh, state officials or federal officials should treat um, undocumented migrants, uh, this was well. This, the, was, this is not, this, this is an illegal gray area, which is which is why there was there was this whole hullabaloo. Well, um, and I will be putting it was a legal gray area, right? It was uh, a legal gray area site. because there wasn't there was actually a there warrant was for the gentleman's gray arrest. Area is that correct? Person being an illegal. Uh, uh, in the in the country, nothing Ill, nothing legal about uh, gray area there. Yeah, uh, I, the um, yeah, he w- he wasn't here legally, de- definitely. Which not, isn't uh, which isn't a crime, but um, uh, I'm, was there a warrant for his arrest? I well, I'm a, because I'm if there, obviously if there's a had a, had a warrant for for the man's arrest, I'm going to well, assume that. that well, know, uh, that may that. Well, that might be that's a very different matter. If there is a warrant and she's subverting the warrant, then absolutely. That's that's obstruction of justice. That's 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 a crime. If there isn't a warrant and fed, uh, federal agents, uh, you know, immigration age uh, and customs enforcement agents don't always have warrants for someone because they don't know. Yeah. They don't need one, per se, to, like, investigate somebody's immigration status. Um, if, if they didn't if have looks, a warrant, then she doesn't. If it necessarily- looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. <laughs> I was a duck. Uh, yeah. Are we pretending to be lawyers again? No, we're not no, pretending no, no, no. to be a lawyer. I'm just oh, reading I'm, websites. I'm, I'm just saying, like, like the, uh, if like. If there isn't a warrant, and this is goes back to what the Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts said, you know, state law says if you're holding someone for a state crime, you hold someone for a state crime. And that's what state officials have authority to do. If there's no state matter requiring you to hold the person, 
Um, mm-hmm. And there's no federal warrant. You know, if the FBI says, hey, we've got a warrant for this person, then you there hold was. them. Okay. Then she, then yeah, she's on much shakier ground and, and probably there did was, the wrong thing. There was a but warrant. I mean, I mean, like if there's no federal warrant, then that's a very different matter. Yeah, there was a warrant. And, and that, get, that's a lot of what you, the get, Supreme Judicial Am court I going to get time for my questions? <laughs> yeah, for real. No, God no. This is a very interesting. It's an inter- it's it's an interesting subject, and I'm I'm yeah. very curious to sort of uh, play it out. But anyway, yeah. So Sue, what's your question? <laughs> so so, <laughs> I think she just asked it. Is she going to get get time for? Her? <laughs> Oh, well, and the answer is no. So that's it. Anyway, next thing for me. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. Uh, Go ahead, Sue, please. It's going to be hard, hard to listen to. Well, so I was talking to, I am I am not is. a, um, yeah, I'm I'm not a lawyer. And Nobody I'm, here I'm is a not. lawyer, are they? Nobody? <laughs> no. Listen, I watch a lot of Law and Order. So okay, yeah. I think I'm completely, no. <laughs> so you think, you think you're Jack McCoy, do you? Uh, I mean, mid seasons, yeah. Later seasons, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. I'm more Roger Stone. Anyway, go ahead. Oh my God, you guys agree on TV? I'm in trouble. Yeah. So, um, I I signed to someone who who is a lawyer, and they were saying, um, and they just they're they're not a judge or anything. They were a lawyer that uh, defends uh, juveniles and folks that can't defend themselves. You know, people with um, handicaps and um, me- mental handicaps and need somebody to to um, anyway, so so I can't believe I'm going so long-winded on this. But she was saying that a lot of the folks now are um, going pro se. They're in front of judges. They're they're representing themselves, and it's and she said that it's really hard to be in the courtroom because they don't know the law, they don't have the forms. You know, it just everything just really bogs down. And that one of the things that um, judges really need is. Um, it's not even a judicial temperament. It's just an incredible amount of patience. patience. Yeah. yeah. And how do you screen for that? Because I assume that you guys want to get people that are going to fit fit well with the environment well, that exists in the courts today. Well, what you what you want to do is uh, you you want to put people on the bench. Uh, and you know, by the way, it's that's not the only job of the governance council, but. It's it's the primary, you know. This, that's what people look at. You want to put people on the bench as the, the very best you can, and you 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 do the very best you can to screen them. You know how, how are you how are you in tense situations? You know how how do you respond to uh, if you had a if you had a a guy in front of you that was belligerent and swearing and all this? How would you respond to that? How how do you react? How would you how would you address that situation? You, so truthfully, you're never going to be guaranteed that the person you vote for is going to be the very best. The the only thing you can do as as a governance council is try your very best to select the the right person for the job for the for those uh, uh, positions. But you, there's you know you you want to ask them how are you in in touchy situations? How are you in in you know, uh, in a scenario where where people want to come in and uh, uh, defend themselves, you know, how, yeah. you know, how, would you would you indicate to the to the uh, defendant 
you know, really, you should have an attorney. You really should have. I don't want to speak to you because you should have an attorney representing you. And I'm sure there's an attorney in the courtroom would be happy to take your case. You, you, you do the very best you can in screening those people, uh, Sue. You know, again, yeah. you're not you're not you're not going to get any guarantee uh, that uh, that the person you're going to vote yes on is going to do it the right the right way, but you, you try and do the very best you can. It's like, it's like hiring somebody. When you hire somebody, you never know that uh, this person is, is going to show up on time in the morning or going to give you a full day's work or, or going to, uh, going to do a good job for you. You you just don't know until they're there, you know? Yeah. You, again, you, Me? I'm sorry. I was going to say maintaining control in a courtroom seems to be really hard these days. Yeah. But that yeah. that ability to sort of command respect yeah. and keep things under control it just seems like it's more important than ever. And it's oh, a it's very skill. important. It's 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 critical, as a matter of fact. You know, you watch uh, the news, and uh, it's 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 scary sometimes. What you know, there's there's two people that I kind of feel sorry for that if. If I were a younger person, I, I'm glad I'm not doing it. One is a police officer, and the other is a is a judge. You you don't know what's gonna if somebody's gonna come in the courtroom and explode. You have no idea, you know. And when a police officer pulls over a car on on the expressway or on on the Massachusetts Turnpike or, or the side roads, he doesn't know that that guy might have a gun under his seat and might might have uh, just murdered somebody and might have just might want to uh, shoot a cop, you know? So I feel that's why I, I, I'm hundred percent in favor of police officers, 100%, whatever we're paying them to me, isn't enough, but it, you know, and you have to control the situation. It's like doing a, it's like being interviewed for a job uh, or interviewing somebody, you have to control it. Uh, and a judge has a tough job. He, yes. He has yeah. court officers beside them, but none of these court officers, if you go into any court, have arms. They none of them have uh, weapons. They don't even have a nightstick. They, it's just them and their badge. So when you're interviewing somebody to be a judge, you you do the very best you can to select the very best person available. You know, and and uh, hopefully once I'm there, uh, I'll I'll do a, a very good job for the people of the of the district. I was just looking at the list of things. It's uh, part you, uh, the council meets weekly to advise and consent on pardons and commutations, uh, yeah. recording advice and consent on uh, governor's appointments, such as judges, court magistrates, yep. public administrators, members of the parole board, appellate tax board, industrial yeah. accident board, industrial accident reviewing board, notaries yeah. and justices of the peace. So you're going to have a stream. If you're successful, you have a stream of people coming before you to, to get your advice and consent. So exactly. just interesting. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, there's a, there's a, as I said before, there's a lot, there's an awful lot to it. Um, and uh, there's, there's eight people on the council. There's uh, across the state, there are eight of them. And the uh, lieutenant governor is generally the uh, the ex officio presider or, or president of the of the board of the council. Uh, an awful lot of uh, goes into being there, um, and I'm ready for the job. To be honest with you, I'm I'm ready to say okay. 
if I have to drive into Boston, that, that wouldn't be a problem. Uh, yeah, is that every week, I guess, you have to go in? Yeah, they, 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 they meet once a week is, uh, when the uh, terrible scourge we, we were all going through happened. They went to Zoom for their meetings, and people were doing the, the meetings online. Uh, and uh, they would uh, even have the individual that was looking to become a, a judge or a probation or what have you, uh, industrial action. you could see them. Yeah, you could see them and you could, you know, to me, it's important if you can see somebody. Yep. You know? Yeah. You do get, you do get all sorts of cues and stuff from people that mm-hmm. that's yeah. really different in person. You know, yeah. body language does a lot. And, um, so, so John, we've only got a couple of minutes left. I just was wondering, wow. uh, so what would you, well, because we you know half the show. So what would, uh, what are some of the key criteria you're looking for beyond an ability to like actually control people, you know, control a courtroom? Like, what are you looking for? What, what sort of compassion, uh, compassion to me, it, uh, if somebody graduated from Harvard law school with a summa cum laude in law, Yep. would probably not fit in a uh, community that didn't have Harvard grads. You know, uh, I, I'm looking, I would look at somebody in, 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 for compassion. I, and I'm a conservative, but I think that, that when somebody goes before a judge, they deserve a fair shake. You know, mm. you know yep. when they, no matter what the crime is, they deserve a fair shake. Um, and I'm looking for the the man or woman who who has an understanding of the community that they're representing and representing in in uh, in uh, in respect to being in their their district court. Uh, you know that that they have a kind of understanding what's going on outside their in that community that they know what you know what type of people they're going to get. Uh, who are going to come before them, and they un- their understanding of those people. That's not to say that they all have to be oh they're there now. Don't do that again and go out the back go out the back door. Mm-hmm. Uh, that somebody understands what what they might be going through, but still is cognizant of the fact of the whatever the crime they they are alleged to have commit committed or mm-hmm. have been guilty of. So um, yeah, understanding to me is very. important. Do you think there should be more oh, judges from Western? That, that is a great, or, great requirement well, for sure. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, here's, here's, you know, I went to uh, North Adams the other day for a similar uh, uh, interview on on uh, public access television. Uh-huh. And when I walked in the door, uh, the lady said to me, "Gee, you came all the way to North Adams." And I said, "No, I came to North Adams, not all the way." I came to North Adams because that's part of the district. And my my feeling about with that question is, you know, Boston, the state house often thinks that oftentimes think that uh, the state ends at in Worcester. And I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to prove to them that it doesn't end in Worcester. I'm going to be I'm going to be the very strong voice for Western Mass. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say. We need more judges in in uh, Hamden District or, or uh, you know any any part up in in the Berkshires. We we need additional judges. My my thing is I want to represent the people of Western Mass. Uh, I want to I want to be able to say I 
I'm very proudly to be, I'm very proud to be here and I represent the people of Western Mass now. Let's get to work and let's get some good judges in Western Mass. There has to be a need. Obviously, you just can't hire a judge and have them sit, sit somewhere. There has to be a need in, in, in the different areas, in the different courthouses. Uh, but I, I, would, I would be a very strong advocate for the people of Western Mass, period. Even though, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm originally from the other side of the state. <clears throat> but as I said, a, lo a lot of times the people in the state house, uh, you know, they say, well, Worcester is it, isn't it? Is that the end of, uh, yeah. the, yeah, end of the, the truth. It's all Western yeah, Mass. It's, Worcester, right? It's right there. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they call, so they call Worcester Western Mass. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's not. Guys, it it's not. not. <laughs> it, it, it really isn't. It's my, barely the center. <laughs> when I said that to the woman who interviewed me in uh, North Adams was, uh, I'm going to represent the district. The district happens to be Western Mass, you know, the Berkshires, uh, and, which beautiful area. Love it. Um, you know, and my my thing is I'm going to represent everybody. A am I, you know, just so some people may have the belief, mistaken belief that you go in and you really do counsel the governor. Well, that's not true. You don't counsel the governor. You probably very rarely see him or her. Uh, and un unless they unless they chair the board, uh, that's happened a few times under Charlie Baker that he, he stepped in when the lieutenant governor was not available. So you, you don't, you know, and I think the name governor's council is a misnomer. They, people, some people think that, oh, I'm going to go in and talk to Charlie Baker or whoever the governor is, and I'm going to tell him what I think about what's going on in the Commonwealth. Well, it doesn't work that it really doesn't work that way. You go in and uh, there's, there's one or two secretaries that kind of feed the the board, the uh, the council, the governor's council, the the agenda, and and the, these are the people you're going to be interviewing. These are the people that are looking for this type of position, and these, these are the the nominees the governor has sent over, and you go from there. But <coughs> directly counseling the governor is it's. That's that's not what you do, Charlie. Charlie Baker doesn't need my counseling, right. and neither yep. does you know. <laughs> neither does whoever any... takes over next. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we've, only, we've got a like a, a minute left. Just uh, so I just wanted to to uh, clarify this point. Um, you uh, obviously, you know, this the the state legislature would have to vote the funds, and the governor would actually have to then fill the vacancies if the state legislature, you know, if we want to have more, more justices and that's, you know, that's not something the, the governor's council does. You get to ratify the choices, but you don't get to actually make them or create the vacancies, but, exactly. you, but you would certainly advocate for more of them. You do think we need more judges uh, well, uh, in Western mass. I mean, you know, well, maybe, I, maybe not double the number, but more. Especially uh, judges from Western Mass and other parts of the state. That's what I was, yeah. That's, from that, Western that Mass. Too. I think it's important that the that the individual that's applying to be a judge, you, it would make no sense to take an individual from, say, Stoughton, Mass, and put them in the Berkshire. It makes no sense at all. You know, first of all, <laughs> you think about the travel time for that person. <laughs> yeah. And when there's plenty of good people in the Berkshires, or there's plenty of good people in the in Orange or Athol or Palmer, yep. there's, there's plenty of good people. And, you know, 
the thing is, the thing is, uh, I would advocate for people from the area. It, it makes no sense for you know to have them go great distances at at a at a very large expense to get there too, because I'm sure these judges get mileage on top of everything else. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah sense. I would absolutely advocate for and make <clears throat> if a vacancy, let's say became available in the Berkshires, somewhere in the Berkshires, I would absolutely do my very best to uh, let people in the Berkshires know if you're an attorney, uh, you know, put in, put in an application for um, a judgeship or a courtship. Um, and let's, let's see if we can get you in there. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that uh, you're going to get it, but you have, you certainly have a right to, to apply. And yeah, I, I, I would absolutely advocate for people that, sense. that live in, in the area. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, all right. And that that's wraps up our time. I think here in the first half of the show. Uh, so John Comerford, a Republican candidate to be uh, on the governor's council for district eight. Uh, we really thank you for joining us. Uh, if people want to find out more about your campaign, uh, what's your website? It's uh, Comerford for the number four. Yeah. GOVcouncil.com. Comerford, C O M E R F O R D, number four, Governor GOVcouncil.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, best of luck. Thank uh, you for the, well, yeah. People, I, <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. And uh, remember the information for. Um, the camp for John Comerford's campaign will be on this on the webpage and in the show notes for this for this show, uh, the website, the Facebook, and the email for contact if you have any further questions for the candidate. Indeed, and uh, don't hope. forget Thank the elections come. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Thank you for Thank for you. joining us, John, and and once again, kudos Good to luck. Sue for actually getting us candidates to interview. <laughs> 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 so, and that of course is for the general That's election right. coming up on November eighth. So, yeah. Yes, and I'd appreciate the vote. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. So, uh, bye bye. So, now we're going to play day. some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, keep the FCC happy. And we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, 
post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And welcome back to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm Michael Dow, still talking with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Yo. And at, we're going to pivot away from uh, talking about uh, the very local race for the governor's council here and uh, cast our gaze uh, overseas to, uh, well, I, I, I doubt Sue will argue with me about this. I think the most uh, interesting and, and compelling story and important story are the mass protests happening in Iran right now because the women of, of Iran have had enough of this fundamentalist repressive crap, you know, like, and I, and I agree power to them. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the college I went went to, I had to wear dresses. I didn't like it one bit. Yeah, uh huh. For dinner, yeah. for dinner. Yeah, why do why do people have an opinion about what women wear? I don't get it. They yeah, can't well, show their hair. It's, it's religion. In public. Yeah. Well, I I understand having an opinion like, oh, I don't think that's your color. Sure, whatever. But just you have to be wearing a hijab, or how dare it? Like, so it used to be. Um, you know, fun story. So back in, was it 53, we staged a coup and we overthrew the elected uh, governor, government of Iran, this guy named Mossadegh, and we installed a uh, uh, totalitarian, uh, yeah, totalitarian <laughs> monarch, the Shah, who was our, 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 our guy. And, and uh, he proceeded to, you know, have a brutal reign of terror. Uh, his secret police, the Savak, would abduct, torture and murder people, you know. Good old fashioned American the normal stuff. Yeah. You know, like that's what our CIA is for, you know, spreading misery and, and, and terror around the world. Um, anyway, so the uh, uh, all the necessary valid and accurate criticisms of the Islamic Republic and the Ayatollahs and their regime, you know, are, are absolutely accepted. Nevertheless, like they had a point like the Shah's got to go. Like like the 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 revolution in 1979, like what the, the Shah absolutely had to go. They they were bad. But that was young people. That was young yeah. people in that revolution. Yeah, yeah. In the 79 um, revolution. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Mo- well, here's the thing. Most people in Iran, like I believe, the majority of the population is under 35. That used to be true. I don't know if it's still true, but it was true. Well, it used to be they were under, under 30. Yeah. Like there's there's a the, the population of Iran skews quite young. And um so it's it's younger people still, I believe. And yeah, I you know, just, just well, sorry, I, I mentioned the Shah because under the Shah's regime, because uh uh Islamic uh, is, you know, Islamic adherence was one of the reasons why the the 79 revolution that toppled him, you know, was, you know, the sort of the spiritual figurehead was the Ayatollah Khomeini uh, was because that was one of the sort of the locuses of resistance to the Shah's, you know, tyrannical and secular rule. So for a long time under the Shah, 
wearing a hijab was the kind of thing that would get you in trouble with the secret police because it indicated your sympathy to uh, the opposition uh, elements, the elements that were trying to overthrow him. And now once they took over, it flipped. Now you have to wear a hijab, you girls, you know, no showing your hair. I remember that with the the show. Are you sure of that? I was sure that period. Yeah. Were you in in Iran? (laughs) No, but our hostages were. (laughs) Sure. But I mean, how much did you hear about the Sadaka, the the Savak, you know, doing the whole secret police, you know, torture, murder and, and abduction thing? You know, was that get- in the 1970s? I think we'd know about it. I could be wrong. Was it? What, were it you getting up? No, I'm just saying, was the U.S. media like I was nine when the covering it? Happened. Yes. What, what, right. Yeah, I no, remember I, them covering I, the revolution. <laughs> were they covering the horrible dictatorship and the secret police that we were paying for, you know, because the Shah was our boy and the oil yep. contracts were coming our way? Well, so what, it depends on what which media you've read. I don't know. You know, a lot of these uh 24-hour cable news stations weren't around then, but I obviously I just, not. I'm, I mean, you know, I, that's what I, I'm just I would saying. Think it would have broken. It would have broken through, given what was going on in the 70s with the women's movement. I would, I would think it would have broken through. But again, I, I'm not 100% either way. Sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> either the way, way, 83 people have have uh, passed away in the past two weeks because of the due to these uh, due to the response to the um, protests. Well, and the protests are response to the woman dying in in, in custody, custody who yes, refused uh, to. Masa Amini, uh, yes. I believe twenty two. Um, her picture. I, I have not, uh, but the uh, she was um, Iranian she Kurdish. Is uh, one of the most beautiful women in the news at the moment. It's unbelievable how beautiful she was. It's hmm. from the feminist here. Yep. <laughs> Which is why all those men are marching. That's why oh my they're, God. they're up in so... arms. <laughs> because so, she Jesus. Oh my beautiful. God. The, the regime's killing all the hot chicks. We gotta stop them. Uh, Come on, bros. Anyway, let's uh let's uh, so I, Ma- I, Masa, oh, man. Uh, Masa, I think it's Masa Amini is how I Yeah, twenty two from the Iranian Kurdish town of uh Sakez, arrested in uh was arrested in Tehran for unsuitable attire by the morality police and forces the Islamic Republic's strict dress code for women. Her death, uh, I'm reading from Reuters, um, Reuters, her death has sparked a, the first big show of opposition on Iran's streets since the authorities crushed protest against rising gasoline prices in 2019. So the number of 83 um, has was uh, reported by a human rights group. That, um, that's the official number, I think. So it's probably significantly higher. Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen the pictures in the street, it looks pretty violent. Looks pretty, pretty rough. I don't think there are actually any actual official numbers, but um, that's the that best be we wrong. have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is from uh, today, September 29th. Um, and it's. As we record this show. Yes. Yeah. Um, it. It sucks, uh, but it, it's 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 a good thing for these protests to happen. It's a bad thing for these people that that died, and I hate that it's happening. That's yeah. basically all I got on this. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
I have not been able to find age demographics uh, for Iran other than that the ages from 15 to 64 is the largest part of the population, which says nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, over 64 is 8% of the population. So I can tell you something. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to know what the pop, what the number is for the United States over 64. On it. Yeah. But um, a lot, a lot more than that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, the, the, a yeah. lot of a lot of people died in the war with Iraq. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just well, we're in, we're in solidarity with the women. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen uh, percent of the population here is 20. over sixty-five. Yeah. Um, and growing. So, yeah. Yep. It's we're definitely graying in this country. Yeah, Japan oh. too. Only at the temples. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I, I, I just did. <laughs> what did you say about Italy? <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, yeah, if you want to move to Italy. Um, so a little. So speaking of tyranny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there was an election in Italy uh, and the uh, conservatives uh, um, there actually won. Um, and uh, the. Uh, not, an, not an outright majority, but they won the largest single party vote share, the plurality. Yeah, they, they won the largest share and they were. 24% was it, was it or was it 34? I was going to say 30. I think it was 32, 34. All right, Basically, yeah, okay. they have the most power I and they are able to, to form this. the government under Georgia uh, uh, um, Maloney, um, who is yeah. – and she is – this has been described as the most far-right government uh, Italy's had since Mussolini. Yeah. Uh, the I can't remember the name of the party that she's the head of, but it is – it was founded uh, uh, explicitly as a successor to Mussolini's fascist party. Excellent. And it. It, the, like, like the guidance guidance came down from on high within the party. It's like, no, stop doing fascist salutes, you know, like stop doing all stop, stop evoking the fascism. Like, you know, it's spooking people if you keep talking about it. So the brothers of Italy. And yeah. And doesn't, was, yeah. aren't the two, two parties she has to join with to get a majority are also very, very conservative and very right wing. Sure. One of them is a Serbio Berlusconi's Forza Italia. Oh, party. him yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, he's not gone. Fun, fun fact. Fun parties. <laughs> uh, Brothers of Italy is actually a right wing split from uh, Silvio Berlusconi's uh, uh, party, the Forza People of Freedom. Italia. Yeah. So oh, that's wow. fun. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, she is. This is. Uh, she's against uh, like um, EU. Uh, she's uh, mm -hmm. post abortion. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's uh, describes herself as a Catholic Christian and a conservative. Claims to defend God, fatherland, and and family. Uh, In that order. Yep. That I, was yeah. wait really God, fatherland, and country. Yep. That's I'm what she's ninety percent certain. That's Mussolini's slogan. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll look that up too. Uh, uh, Dio Patria right? Familia, something like that. Yeah. Yep, that's what she said. Very interesting. Well, they were talking Excellent. to the, the yeah. 
prime, the president prime minister of Finland asking him if he was concerned that uh, that um, Italy's turn would make them more um, sympathetic with Russia and that it would make trouble for the, you know, um, European Union trying to hold the line with Russia. And mm. he said no, because they have no money and they need the EU. <laughs> yeah. They broke again. So he he was I thought it was interesting. He wasn't very concerned. So I don't know if that's a good thing, but that's a thing that they are. Italy's broke again. So we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, you know, they've been run by corrupt businessmen like Berlusconi all this time. So, yeah, you know, imagine how much damage. Uh, he's been a, a significant force in, in Italian politics since the 80s. You know, he hasn't been yeah, prime minister for a while, but he's still head of a party still around. Didn't he go to, power. Didn't he go to jail for a little while or something? He went somewhere for a while. He's I faced so many criminal probes. Yeah, he's faced so many criminal probes. He's basically gotten out of pretty much all of it. So yeah, he's really hard to to nail down, honestly. I, I, well, I think it's an example of just how bad the Italian justice system is. Yeah, but still, I hope ours you know. is better. Um. Well, we'll see. So I I hope so. That's we so got a shot. Uh, what what she say? She Sue's hoping that oh, ours is I, better. <laughs> that oh. our legal system is better because we also have somebody who's uh, Teflon. Oh but. no, no, it's not no. <laughs> maybe he'll get convicted for like something but he will never see jail time well he, trust me on that yeah i'm just saying we'll see you know like like the the jury hasn't even been impaneled much less is it still out so yeah but you know uh yeah. we're 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 doing investigations of an insurrection and uh you know uh some guy got who was part of that riot got what seven years for for assaulting a police officer uh, there's this actual sedition yep. trial going on. So, yep. oh, yeah, those keepers, it's going to take two weeks, I think, for the trial. They said now they just picked two the jury. Weeks? <laughs> really? Yeah. That's well, all. Yes. Yeah. Well, for the all the testimony and everything. Elapsed mm. time, not um, not elapsed time. Um, two two weeks of testimony, I guess. Oh, I see. Put it. it may go on for like months, but, you know, they, it's expected to last they, around five weeks. All right. That that. Yeah, but maybe um, maybe two weeks of that'll be actual time of people testifying in court, and the rest yeah. will be arguing yeah. about motions and so forth. Yeah, all Oof. that other stuff that happens. So yeah. it's so hard to watch our juries, our our judicial system sometimes, and the people you know the things that just don't come up for a while. They they were trying to get um, Trump to he was test, supposed to testify uh, yesterday or the day before in Florida, and. Um, he wouldn't change the date because of the hurricane and the judge in Florida wouldn't change it either. So all the people had to fly into West Palm to, to, you know, to take his testimony. And and when they arrived, they got there about five hours later after the planes and everything shut down, the judge set it to the end of October to delay the trial again for him. It's just endless. This is judge Eileen Cannon. I hadn't, hadn't heard that. No, not, it's not that court case. It's a different court case that they, they were going to do it in Bedminton, New Jersey, and he moved it to Florida or they moved it to, yeah, -hmm. yeah, Bedminster. And the people that didn't want to fly into Florida in a hurricane said, well, we'll do it wherever you want. Just, you know, and the absolute outside deadline was like this week. So 
So now the judges turned around and give him another month to, to yeah. avoid being subpoenaed. It's just what you can do in the court system is amazing if you have enough money and enough or, motion. You know, if you can get people to elect you president, then you can appoint the judges. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know if the judges, one of his, I think they're a Florida judge, so I don't think so. Maybe. A Florida Maybe. state judge? I yeah. I don't know. Then obviously, I he didn't. I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a state judge. We lost a, a rapper this week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to mention it later, but yeah, the um, Coolio. Oh, sorry. Was uh, was I oh, was found dead um, today, uh, the um, the twenty ninth, uh, or yesterday? Sorry, the twenty eighth. Um, in his home, uh, we don't know what happened yet. Um, we don't have a cause of death. Uh, we don't. Really, nobody knows what happened, but he was prolific and uh, everybody will remember him for the um, the song Gangsta's Paradise that was uh, from the movie Criminal Minds. Um, mm -hmm. Just uh, he won, um, I think, Emmy, I think an Oscar for it. Uh, he his music was just really good. It kind of blended pop and and rap. And, um, so it kind of went like top 40. He was kind of like, kind of in the, like kind of in a bubblegum rap kind of thing, but not really, you know, like a little, <laughs> it wasn't like gangster rap, but it wasn't like Will Smith, you know? Um, well, but and it, it, it was so catchy, you know, like not everybody gets, gets a song covered by Weird Al. Part of what, I mean, yeah. you know, like Weird Al isn't, isn't the only thing here, but I just, you know, Weird Al doesn't just cover any song like he picks songs that are good yeah you know and he goes like i can do something with this and it's a good song you know yeah like he didn't he, like I he didn't. didn't do a thing doing rebecca black's friday song from like 10 years ago which would have been ripe for weird al to mock but it was like it was a bad song so weird yeah. al didn't touch it you know so just like that's I, part of why coolio is so so noteworthy is because like he was that good I didn't think I knew his music. So, you know, I was just listening to, I guess, CNN and they were talking about it. And then it came on. It's like, oh, my God, that's his song. I didn't know that was his yeah. song. Uh -huh. Gangsta's yeah. Paradise. I, yeah. I love that song. And yeah. Johnny, you mentioned another one that I, I'll have to oh, listen to. Uh, I my favorite it. is I mean, um, uh, uh, Fantastic Voyage. That's the first song I heard by him. Um, he also had See You When You Get There uh, and... Um, Oh, what was that when I was thinking one, two, three, four, but, um, yeah, uh, fantastic voyage was just a fun party song, um, from like the mid nineties, but he, uh, he was a, he was an amazing artist and he's only 59, um, which is, <sighs> yeah. I increasingly feel that's too young. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, so obviously too soon can, and uh we I can hardly remember 59 but okay. <laughs> um anyway, uh what else we got? We got uh the the um uh the uh funding bill for for the Senate has is going forward um without Mansion's oh. energy plan. Um this is the continuing is resolution the, to keep the government yeah, open. The uh yeah. the stop okay. the government. resolution. Yeah. Um, had to pass uh, this week, right? I uh, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, Friday, the September thirtieth. Uh, the uh, 
they have to stop the pass the bill and it would avoid the it would which would fund the government through december 16th so um is that all i hate it when they do that well, they want to get it through before uh before the um Election. Take it off the table before the uh, yeah. uh, mid, money uh, the, the, for Ukraine, uh, money for uh, you know, probably like bombs and stuff, whatever. I don't know. Um, oh, so. what do you guys do? You guys have a have a like the the so you heard about you probably heard about the uh apparent sabotage of the natural gas pipelines up under the uh, Baltic Sea, the Nord Stream one and two, uh, which Is are now leaking. The one I heard- yeah, I heard Biden yeah. did it because he had talked about you know shutting down the Nord Stream two. But you this think is he sabotaged the? <laughs> you think he sabotaged the? Where did the, you hear that? I mean, <laughs> what is happening right now? Where are you go? Where do you get? What you guys? I did you, wonder you about did. the idea that Russia did it. You know, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you didn't hear T- Tucker Carlson? <laughs> I no. don't listen to Tucker What's, Carlson. <laughs> No, did he mention it when he was when he was yes. giving the eulogy for the president of the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club? That one? I don't think he it was there, about that? But but that's that's the uh, this is the Russia talking point because Biden. Do you remember when Biden said that they're gonna that Nord Stream two was not a good idea and that Germany shouldn't be reliant on Russian, and you know we th- that's the pipeline that's not finished Nord Stream hmm. two I think or uh, okay. three. Well, so so Biden mentioned it and said. You know, this is quite a while ago. He said that he thought it was a bad idea and that he's going to, you know, pull the plug on it if he could, which I think they did somehow. Actually, I think our country told Germany to hmm. to bail out or something. But anyway, they've turned that into Biden was against Nord Stream 1, which is a functioning gas line, oh, and that Christ. we bombed it. <laughs> yeah, that's... My party. I'm sorry. I what? just... It, it, it's just it's not unbelievable. your party anymore, Sue. It's just not your party anymore. And the sooner it's you realize party. that, and I'll cry if I want to. I, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Sure. Okay. Okay, man. That's do you remember fine. that song? I do. I, mean, I remember that. I, I remember the original song. I suppose. It, I, I, I I would cry too if it if it had happened to me. Yes, I was. Well. Yeah. Anyway, I, mean, I, I just, just think it's I, happening. I, thing, you know. Whatever, yeah. Cards, well. So. But it's got to be Russia, and they had um, they had warships there four days before it happened. Yeah. So they think they went down with scuba guys and just yeah. put it Planted in four, four or five yeah. places. Yeah, the, the, unbelievable. The, the thing I find really like, yeah, I, I like. I suppose I don't know who else would do it, but at the same time, it's like you know, Russia's turned off the pipe, the, 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 the flow of gas anyways. They can just turn it off. Yeah. Why right. would they so, ruin the pipeline? Well, and, <laughs> and also release residual, you know, like there's still some methane in there. That's what's bubbling up. And, you know, that's just dangerous and bad, you know, like, like we are still in a climate crisis. This is a, this is a real problem. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, Maybe they had no more capacity because nobody's buying their gas, so they had to just vent it. That could be. So they had more room to store it. But maybe, what a waste! Maybe. What a horrible! Yeah. What a what a crime against civilization! I suppose uh, they're they're resorting to increasingly extreme measures. Uh, uh, there were the fake referenda in uh, some of the parts of the of Ukraine they've managed to claim uh, to uh, saying yes, stop, formerly annex us. 
Tovarish. So, yeah. Was it 98% voted yes? Yeah, right. Yep. Unbelievable. There are, that's going to be... Yeah. I was going to say that's going to be the pretext, so that now the Ukrainians are invading Russia because they just annexed yeah. Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, what a... Yeah. They, <sighs> there were some stories about some people that said that... Um, they they none of their neighbors voted but uh, like somehow like everybody voted it's a it's it was a it was a stage referendum it was there was yeah uh that yeah yeah um let's end on something fun uh like <laughs> or at least like positive s- satellites <laughs> like rot like s- smacking into asteroids Yep. Mike, can we go into that? I will. I, I, I'd love to. Uh, you guys probably know as much or more about it as I do. I mean, you know, Sue with the actual science degrees for one thing. But uh, the, the DART <laughs> mission uh, was basically a test to see whether or not we could use uh, a, a, a kinetic impactor. If we could crash a, uh, a, crash a, a spaceship into an uh, into a asteroid and alter its orbit <laughs> sufficiently... Size? so that it might not hit the earth if it were otherwise going to. The size of a refrigerator we smashed into it. That's yeah. The, that's mm-hmm. what I heard, which is not very big, actually. Yeah. And it was, was it 500 feet across? I forget how big the, 525. the little guy was. Yeah, I heard 525. the, I heard the, uh, 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 polyphemus or, or uh, polymorphous or whatever the. Dimorphous. Dimorphous is, um. I heard it compared in, in size and mass to the Great Pyramid. So <laughs> I, I just I was looking for a for a link to put in the show notes, you know, like I do. And if you and I Google Dart mission, if you do that, then a satellite just runs across the screen, explodes, and then the, then the page like goes crooked. <laughs> really? Oh, that's so fun! That's amazing. I wonder who- Oh, Somebody man. programmed that, huh? <laughs> or is that Google? <laughs> oh my god. Who did you search with? Oh I just I, Dart Mission. That's all I did. <laughs> I, I I gotta say, I love it when our corporate overlords have a life have an impish sense of humor. Oh, those billionaires at Google are such scamps. <laughs> I mean if you Google is there is there a war in is there a war in Boston say, then they'll say no, there's no war in Boston say. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. They're great. But DART was successful, right? We think we're not sure, but we think it was. Successful uh, we won't know we for a couple months if it was successful. If it was a successful yeah. mission, but um, they're looking to see if it slowed the orbit uh, yeah. down slightly. So Jesus Christ! Well, at <laughs> this we Google tried. thing, I, I just, I, I'm just giggling about it. Um, oh, that's so funny. Anyway, I'm gonna put a, a NASA link in the show notes um, showing. Uh, uh, the dart impact if you're if you're interested um and remember that all of these links for all this information is on civilpoliticsradio.com under this show yep well and that's going to do it tonight for civil politics here on valley free radio we thank you for joining us uh coming up next is subculture followed by table of contents at 10 and then okay asia at midnight uh podcast of the show is going out on saturday morning and monday afternoon at four we've got a repeat airing so listen to us all over again Thanks for listening. Good night. Yeah, if you can't take the heat, get your out the kitchen. We on a mission. Fantastic 
Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.